everybody, this is Brad with DIY Music, and I wanted to talk about earning some extra income with your music through stock music. Um, the, the market, like so many others, like just even music in general, it's saturated. And I, I'll, I'll tell you this much, I don't do stock music anymore, but the stuff that I did write... I just uh, cashed out like 68 bucks or something uh, from one of the websites and, uh, you know, it's good, you know, and this is stuff that I wrote like years ago. So it'll, even after you stop, it'll still continue to earn you money. Some things to be on the lookout for, uh, jingle punks, be careful if you mess with them, um, lost some money that I should have earned. I don't know what the hell is up with their accounting procedures, but not not only just them, but uh, any website, be careful, know what you're getting into, test the waters by putting up like one or two songs maybe, um, and the other thing is a lot of websites want you to go exclusive or non-exclusive, and then there's different royalty rates depending on which one you choose. Of course, everybody wants you to be exclusive. You can open up two accounts. Have one for exclusive stuff um, and, and one for the non-exclusive. A couple other things. Um, probably at, at this point, especially if you're starting out, or yeah, really just in general, don't release the music and, like on Spotify and iTunes and have it get tagged on YouTube. Because let's say that somebody buys one of your songs to put in one of their movies, they upload it to YouTube, Boom, they get slapped with a copyright infringement thing. They're pissed off because they just bought the song that was supposed to be, you know, they, they basically bought a license for it. So careful with that. And uh, the other thing is uh, editing and time. Time of the song. So what you're going to want to do is you've, you've got the idea for the song. You want to do several different edits. And I think we're probably looking at uh, like a stinger which is usually maybe 15 seconds maximum, sometimes five seconds. And within that five seconds, you have to convey an idea and a genre and a feeling. Try that. Like, that's, that's kind of difficult. Can, can you, you know, like, let's say they come back from a commercial break and you're watching, like, like HGTV where they flip houses and stuff and you just hear that, like, da-da-da-da, like, whatever genre it is. They're able to convey a, a whole feeling within just those, like, three notes. Um, so be able to do that. You're probably looking at uh, 5, 15 seconds, 30 seconds, minute and minute 30. Probably not so much minute 30 anymore, but you want to have those edits there for longer pieces um, and have everything available to the buyer. You can even do like packages where you include everything. Um, trying to think if there's anything else to look out for. Um, you're, you're able to work in a variety of genres cause you're going to have to kind of, uh, probably the best people will establish a niche. You're, let's see, uh, rock is probably a good one to go for. Ambient might be good. Uh, corporate stuff is really where it's at though. And we're talking those, you know, cheesy sounding, like motivational type stuff, um, and you know, that's what it is. And it's sometimes not the most fun and not the most creative, but try it out. Um, 
it, you know, those skills might help you a little bit later on down the line. What happened to me was I tried it exclusively for quite some time and I just got burned out because it is, it's, it's grueling. It's not really all that creative sometimes. You're uploading and tagging to all these different websites and stuff and it can be just a pain. I got so burned out from it, but I'm glad I did it. Because, boom, like just today, I, I didn't do anything. Every couple weeks, I check out the sites and see how much money's in there. People are still buying the songs from like, you know, four years ago. So, that might be something, you know, if, if you have the time and energy, knock out, you know, 10, 15 ideas, upload them. Four years from now, you just made 60 bucks. What's up, everybody? This is Brad coming at you walking around on the headphones so it's going to sound a little bit different but uh i wanted to expand on what i talked about a couple posts ago about the idea of turtle mixing and i I, again i i believe i got the initial idea from the recording revolution but uh and this might sound a little bit crazy but imagine every instrument as a turtle (laughs) okay (laughs) and uh and every now and again the turtle sticks its head out and then it goes back in its shell. And it, so as your song progresses, the attention of the listener will switch from instrument to instrument or vocal parts, things of that nature. So you want to, and it, the, doing this will also make your mixes so much more dynamic. And largely what I'm discussing here is just volume automation of just putting yourself in the listener's position and seeing what sounds are the most interesting at that time. And this could happen, you know, once over the course of an eight bar loop, or it could happen 10 times over the course of an eight bar loop. It's really up to you um, and the part also. And uh, so what we're talking about here is really just, you know, if if there's like a lead guitar, you might want to bring that up and also push everything else down a a little bit. And the other thing, now this is like a really cool trick. If you have like a guitar part coming in that is there, but it's kind of in the background, you want people to kind of realize that it's there. So you bump the volume up a little bit right when it first comes in. Then after it kind of says what it has to say, the turtle, again, I know the turtle thing is kind of weird, but then, then the turtle kind of like half sticks its head back in its shell. So you like lower the volume back down because they don't need to hear the rest of it because it kind of clouds your mix. So just let it poke out for a second, you know, raise the volume up, let the listener kind of understand that it's there, understand the, the timbre of the sound, and then bring it back down so you can highlight something else and you're your mix is constantly evolving and changing and as a result will be far more dynamic for the listener. Thanks. Hey everybody, Brad with DIY Music and the band that I am in or the name I release my music under is The National Pool. And today I'm going to bring you five resources that have helped me in the past. And these are all free. There you go. So this is, I I think, going to be pretty helpful. The first one, subscribe 
to the magazine Tape Op. They are based out of Oregon from Jackpot Studios. Larry Crane has been publishing this for years. I went to school at MTSU and to, to study music business, and I remember them having issues of this magazine you know, all throughout the one area of campus that was focused on music, and I never really read it much up until a few years ago, and it's just amazing. It's a fantastic magazine. They cover all the bases from you know home recording to big, big studios. It's free. Tape op. Subscribe. Um, two and three. These are two YouTube channels that I have found to be useful. I have not. I actually just watched one of them. But in general, it's been a long time since I've watched them. But when I was very active in learning, they both helped me out tremendously. The first one is Recording Revolution. The second one is Pensado's Place from Dave Pensado. And the guy from Recording Revolution, Graham, he's been on um, Pensado's Place, I believe. They, they do interviews. It's a long-form show. I think, um, you know, usually about an hour, but they also do some smaller stuff. Um, these dudes have credibility like crazy, so you know whatever they're talking about, you know, is they're they're going to be dropping gold on your head basically um so check check out pensado's place the fourth one and and this is a little bit personal to me this is just uh some something that i enjoyed watching artist interviews on youtube seeing how they carry themselves seeing what they talk about what inspires them um and if you're lucky, you can catch an interview or something where they're in the studio actually creating, you know, hit pause and take a look at what gear they're using and how they're using it and, and things of that nature. Um, excuse me. If, if you dig around YouTube, there's there's a lot of great stuff on there that, that you might not think of initially. Um, and just again, like, do, stay the hell away from those scammers that are selling mentorships and all that other bullshit. Like don't that, that that stuff worries me i i would hate this here of any of my listeners that got wrapped up in any of that junk all this stuff is free it just takes hard work um so art artist interviews i found that stuff to be really really valuable even seeing rivers cuomo like a little bit pissed off in a german interview like i i still remember that i saw that years ago and it just it humanizes him you know because not everybody is happy constantly you know um and he still did the interview but you could tell like like dude was pissed and then um, I mentioned the Neptune's videos. I love John Frusciante interviews because he talks about the craziest stuff, but it but it makes sense to him. And if you can take a little bit of that away, that that'll inspire you. The fifth one is let me see. I I scrawled this down in chicken scratch here. Um, oh, okay, yeah. So so really closely listening to songs. You know, there, there's times when you, of course, just listen to a song and jam out and just, you know, have a good time. But throw the headphones on and really, li like, really listen. Like, if there's a guitar, I, I've, I noticed uh, in one case the guitar was panned right with all the delay on the left. Or that the bass is leading the song and the kick drum is taking the back seat. I was listening to the Roots reggae band Midnight. They're, I, well, no, no longer together, but amazing amazing band 
and I realized that the drummer in this one song was playing the same damn beat the whole song, the entire song. And what made it interesting was just the vocals. So that's, you know, the the other thing is a little bit more complicated. It's song mapping. Uh, this is just something that I, I think I came up with. I'm sure other people do it too. But I've only got 10 seconds left here on the five-minute mark. So uh, I'm going to cover that in a later post. Hope everybody's doing well. Much love. What's up? What's up? What's up? Much love. This is Brad with DIY Music. And so this is the topic of song mapping. And this is something that I started doing on my own. I didn't hear about anybody else doing it. I'm I'm sure that it, you know, like like everything else, nothing new under the sun. But take a listen to this idea here. So pick out a genre of music that you're working in, whatever it is, and pick out a song that like you know was in the Billboard top whatever, you know, whatever mark you're trying to hit, go for number 1 if you can. Um I I do this with with hip hop a lot um but but also rock as well and what i do is i basically get out a sheet of paper i'll probably have machine loaded up or like the tap tempo website um so you're basically writing down everything about the song and this could take a few listens because you'll be listening for different things the first one you know check the bpm what I what I start doing is I make notes on the song structure of, you know, like how many measures is the intro? Do they have a pre-chorus? What do they do after the chorus? You know, basically just like literally mapping out the entire song. From there, I go back and listen to it one more time. Then I'm listening for specific instruments. Like what's going on in the intro? Is it just bass? Because if it's if it's a recent song and if it's number one, that will tell no. Yeah, sorry, I was trying to say two things at once. That that will tell you what people want to hear, more or less. The other thing though that you have to consider is that that song is already number one. It probably won't be in a month, and it's gonna take you if you're lucky five six months for your song to get number one if if you're at that state you know what i mean just because you got to record and master and release and all, and all that kind of stuff so just consider that time gap so but if, if if it's a number one song and you're following their structure I'm, I'm not saying copy notes or anything i'm just looking at just purely structure um it's it's gonna kind of be timeless if you're able to get it that way so going back to where i was before that tangent um the intro, you know, making notes of all the instruments that are being used there and which instrument is kind of leading the song. And then you start getting into vocals and basically just writing down every single thing. So you end up with this whole sheet of paper that'll tell you how long the intro is, when do the vocals come in. You basically have just basically deconstructing the formula of this entire song and then you can take that and write your own song that matches that formula. Now, I, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of an instance that me doing this has turned into, like, like when I do like the exact mapping, 
I can't think of an instance where it's actually turned into a song that I've released, but it is fantastic practice. Like if, if you want to write hit songs, follow the structure and the structures are very different. And in some cases what they're doing, they could have had reasons for, for doing it that you might not even know. Um, you know, human error, computer error, maybe somebody, you know, like last minute idea could have been the mix engineer that, you know, stretched things out or, or what, what, what have you. But either way, the song was a hit. And so, you know, why, why ignore something like that? You know, take just reverse engineer everything what they're doing. Uh, there's, there's, there's a Gary V phrase for you. All right, y'all. Um, hope everybody's doing well. Keep writing. Stay positive. Let's get it. What's up, everybody? Brad with DIY Music. And I was just watching an interview with Dave Pensato for Lander. It looks like they're an up-and-coming CD Baby competitor. Not sure if the world needs that or not, but but whatever. They, you know, they're doing their marketing, and they got Dave Pensato on YouTube talking about 15 things and uh, f- 15 mixed tips. And like I was just mentioning, like dude's got credibility. He will drop gold on your head. I, I just like that expression. Um, and one of the things that he mentioned, uh, that really resonated with me because of what I'm doing here on this channel is don't take advice. So literally consider it an opinion. And I would like to establish that here with what I'm doing. Um, Really, everything I'm going to be saying here, it's it's just my opinion. Um, you know, it, it could be the best advice or the worst advice if you don't agree with it. But it's it's just my opinion, and I I can tell you guys that I truly am doing the best I can to offer you value, and I do have some degree of experience in the music business, um, and that I'm I'm trying to impart what I've learned through the course of this as as best I can. And I'm not always going to be right. And there's probably a lot of times where you might disagree with me or thing, things of that nature. So um even on here and other things that you, you know, might come across, you know, take the advice or or whatever it is, take take it for what it is and then form your own opinion because ultimately that's what it's going to take to be successful is that you you don't want to be me you don't want to be Dave Pensado or Aerosmith or Jay Dilla the the world has already got one of those they've already got one of me you can't be me you you, you know what i mean um so take everything and not not necessarily with a grain of salt but take it listen to it See if it resonates with you. See how you feel, and then go from there. Because um, this, I, I, I think that being an artist, regardless of medium, even like painting, um, you you have to be original. You you have to be unique, because that's that's what people want. Um, for the most part, you know. I, as I was talking about Billboard in my last post, that's the first thing that comes to mind, and I'm sure that there's a lot of songs that sound similar and it, it always used to disappoint me. And here, here's just, here, here's an opinion coming at you. This really actually, I wouldn't even say disappoint. I would even go further and say infuriated me when I was living in Baltimore, you know, 
we we can see on Spotify the top 100 tracks by country or whatever, and I'm assuming, okay, this is what the general stupid public is listening to. And I, I do kind of have that opinion, where a lot of music, it's it's dumbed down for the general audience, and it sells, you know, much like McDonald's, where it's, you know, it, it'll kill you if you eat too much of it. Like, it's it's garbage. So, but it's the lowest common denominator. So as I was going through on uh, what, whatever that app is that I don't use anymore, uh, oh, yeah, Shazam, where it'll tell you, like, the, you know, top... 50 songs, top 10 songs, like right in like, like, like pinpointed on a map where you are. And I was so disappointed to see people around Baltimore and I haven't, you know, I don't use the app anymore. I'm sure it's around here too. And then you start checking other countries too, like Japan and like Latvia and every other country. They're all listening. Like the, the playlist, the top 50 is almost exactly the same. I'm like, you know, it, if you get into like China and Japan, you'll see like it's really even only a sprinkling of music from their country. The rest is, you know, Drake and Ed Sheeran and whatever other stuff is is coming out. And I'm not saying that those people are garbage. I'm saying that, you know, I I actually love Drake. I haven't heard much of Ed Sheeran. Um but uh yeah, I I I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure how I got off on that tangent, but it's something that that I experienced and wanted to regurgitate it out back into the world where, you know, I, I wanted to see people listening to crazy, crazy music because cause that's what I do. You know, you'll hear, like, I, I could talk about ambient music for, like, a, Italian ambient music versus Japanese ambient music. Like, I I could talk about that. So, uh, anyway, uh, this five-minute thing's killing me. Bye. Yo, Brad with DIY Music. Can you hear this? Let me open the Music all around, everywhere, all, all around the hills, the sound of music, man. Um, what the hell was I going to talk about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, see, that's why I couldn't think of what I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about fatigue. Fatigue is big, um, and it comes in many forms. The kind I'm going to talk about here is just general ear fatigue and and perhaps a better way to say it might just be getting tired of listening to the same shit for 10 hours and the next morning you wake up and it's time to mix and you got to listen to that same thing so trying you know wherever you possibly can hit stop on your song and that will prevent fatigue like if if you're doing a mix and you just wrapped up a cool idea and now you don't know where to go, hit pause if your song is still playing. And just kind of sit there and think. Figure out where you need to go next or what your other cool idea was. Or, you know, like and any chance that you can get to stop playing your song as you're mixing it, all the better. Because you'll be able to mix for longer because you'll, you, it, it'll take you longer to get tired of hearing it. So, um, last night when I was mixing, I, you know, as I was kind of testing the mix and, and really just testing to see how it made me feel, you know, like was was my head nodding? Was it was was it was I grooving along to my own song or was I bored out of my mind? Um, and and what, what one of the funniest things I realized last night is is I, I had my head down, my eyes closed, got the headphones on, 
the lights out, setting the mood here for myself, just because, you know, at, at nighttime, I'm in a different headspace, probably a better headspace for, for hip hop. And, um, and, and one of the funniest things was I, I, I would look up at Pro Tools with like, I'm trying to make the face now, like, like you just smelled like a, a pile of shit or something like that. We're just like confused to like, what the hell was that? You know, like, like why is that in there? What is that keyboard? Do? Just like gross face. And then other times I would do like a little trick or something like there, there's one part in the song where I just, I went crazy with like the reverse and uh, really not even paying a hundred percent attention to making sure everything was on grid. Um, just going wild with the sample for a second, just to kind of switch things up. And there was one or two moments where I would catch myself and be like, ah, oh, shit, like just smile as big as the day is long. And, uh, but, but then, but then something happened that would turn back into stink face. So you kind of go through all those emotions and, and even that can be fatiguing for you as you're mixing. Um, I just bounced down a mix that I titled Final, and this is still the same beat that I've been talking about for a while. Um, st still mixing it, and once again, it's, it's not the best beat. Um, but I'm learning how to mix. I'm learning how to be patient, and um, yeah. So I'm I'm trying to think of uh, w what else there was here. Oh yeah, yeah. So I might. I could load this up into Ozone. I got this kid in Africa that is waiting on this, and he texted me or uh, DM me today, and I was like, you know, I wanted to be like, all right, kid, like, hang, hang on, <laughs> like, I'm working my ass off, bro. But that's deadlines, and that's the reality. Um, and this is just like little Instagram stuff, like, you know, this isn't even a record label, so I need to learn how to deal with this pressure before you go dealing with the bigger pressure. Um, I mean, like, uh, um, imagine you got like, I, I thought something was so great that 40 said where, um, he was saying like, um, imagine Drake is in the room with you, you know, how, how are you going to act? How are you going to mix? You know, like you, if, if you can think that way all the time, you know, uh, um, imagine, or, you know, it doesn't have to be Drake, put anybody that you like that's in that sphere, like imagine they're in the room with you. How, are 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 you going to let like a a shitty beat or a beat that you know that you could make better like chances are you're not going to just hit print mix and be like okay I'm done like you're going to you're going to see it through make it as great as it possibly can be